Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This is your host, Super Champ Chuck. We back at it with another episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. Country is back on his Woody page once again. <laughs> We're going to get to that in just a moment. But um, I'm going to introduce the family here. I already introduced him. Uh, my guy, Boogie's on the bottom left. My homegirl, Kylie's on the bottom right. Welcome back, Kylie. And uh, my boy, D-Mac, he's going to be here in a sec. But we bring back another great friend of the show. Uh, host of the ship, host of the Red Hour, my guy, the OG, Darren Smith. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good, man. Look, I'm glad to be in the service one more time, and this time we got a pretty lady joining us this time, so she wasn't here the last time. She was too big time for us last time, so <laughs> oh. she, glad she made time out of her lot of Palooza schedule, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> come join us for her own show. Uh, I'm happy to be back. Are you kidding? I'm happy you're here too. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, yeah. Kylie's about to get that 15k here in a sec. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, she blowing up out here. Ooh, I was gonna say, man, what kind of parlay slip she got going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Don't worry, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold out on you. Hey, OG, we we've been rapping about that already. So I mean, you already know I'm ready. Oh man, you. <laughs> I just need these players to stay healthy. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. Just stay healthy. Exactly. And they quarterbacks, too. <laughs> yep. Health and wealth, man. But, yeah, um, let's go ahead and get to the first deal, first things of business here. Uh, recently, uh, Chris Jones just came out um, from, you know, his Twitter page. He said that – he responded to a tweet. He said that um, he's going to play this year out. Basically, he's going to play this year out. And we just worry about getting this repeat. So that's basically the gist of it with his situation. So, uh, first things first, um, OG, man. I mean, so, like, how do you see this playing out, man? I mean, just him playing a year out and then go back to negotiation, or are you just going to get the bag somewhere else? Ooh, well, that's, that's a loaded question because, to be honest, it's one of those situations where you don't know the kind of poker face that Brett Veach is up to because – no one thought at the time that Tyreek Hill was going to be on the market and he was going to be gone last year. And then next thing you know, boom, got traded, five draft picks, you know, and, and he got a new contract. So, I mean, with it being as late in the game, you could technically, I guess you could still trade Chris Jones, but I don't see how you would do it just because of the salary cap and people's, uh, people's you know, rosters for the most part with that type of uh, salary is already, is already kind of like etched in stone. So I can't see a scenario where he's not on the team this year. If he plays it out, you know, people talk about the Chiefs tagging him. I don't see a scenario where they would tag him and be and have to have $31 million in, in escrow just, you know, waiting for him to be paid next year when you could just – because if you tag him, then all this is for nothing because you could have just gave him the contract where he gets paid that kind of money next year anyway, and, and the money he's going to get paid this year as well. So um, I do see a scenario where, as you mentioned, that could happen, but I highly doubt that – that he gets to that point. One, Brett V said he's not going to be traded. He says he's going to be there for the long haul. Could it just be smoke that he's blown to reporters that he spoke with this week, or you know, could he be honest about it? So, I believe that a deal will get done. It, look, I would like for it to be a five-year deal. People say on the D line you're going on the wrong side of the thirty, but but as we've seen, Chris Jones has gotten better every single season. So I can't see a scenario where he signs a big contract and then just falls off. He, you know, most, you know, he's not Ezekiel Elliott. He's not, you know, Todd Gurley where they get the big money deal and they fall off. I think that uh, for me, I think that the issue 
becomes how much is guaranteed in the number of years, you know, since so they can kind of spread out uh, that money over over the over the over the requisite years that needs to be uh, needs to be had between the two. Well, I'm a, well. Let me ask you. Well, let me ask you this. Um, yeah. I, we see. We see. I mentioned this last week on the uh, show. Mentioned how Chris Jones's defensive wins at the replacement shot up in comparison to his previous years when he's here at Kansas City. And that's not to say that he wasn't a good player. He's always been a good player. He's always been one of the best defensive tackles in the league. I mean, do you think that Brett Fuse just wants to see that performance once again? You know what I mean? Just to think, just to see if he's still at his peak. No, I, I no, I don't think it's that. I mean, look, I trust the Chiefs as far as I can throw them, and I try not to throw too many people around after you know, especially after what we saw last week in Mobile, Alabama. But it's just one of those situations where he did bring up a scenario with Tyreek Hill that knowing if they were going to have to pay him was going to be an issue with paying Chris Jones. So that was one of the reasons why they got off of the Tyreek Hill contract. So you say that publicly means to me that a you're going to have to get a deal done, um, you know, because you can't. Well, and let me just go back. For me, signing the contract extension that Patrick Mahomes that they signed him to, you know, Brett Veach and them said that the purpose of them signing him to that long-term deal was so they could keep the core group of players, a Chris Jones, a Tyreek Hill, those type of players, together, you know, saying with the Chiefs for as long as humanly possible. Well, they've done that. But how many players have been in now? Tyreek, you know, had a lot. He got his, he got an initial contract extension. I believe Kelsey got one as well. I think his, I think, but I, and I think I know last year his was kind of restructured. And then Chris Jones, of course, after Mahomes signed his deal, got his contract, uh, got his contract extension as well. Now, I tell people going back to the playoffs at the year that they won the Super Bowl. If you remember, Chris Jones did not play in that first game against Houston. Right. Had the team lost that game, they weren't going to resign Chris Jones because it's like, well. If you wasn't going to play and we lost, shit, we don't need you anyway. So you, you saw how he got back on the field, played played well against uh, Tennessee, you know, before playing well in the uh, in the Super Bowl. And so that's something that has been mindful. And and, and I tell everybody, and, and the proof is in the pudding, Chiefs don't win and go to Super Bowl last year without Chris Jones and that sack that he had on the fourth down. Because if Joe Burrow completes that, completes it, they extend, they extend the drive because that was fourth down. They extend the drive, perhaps get a field goal range. And look, we all know, you know, we all know what happened two years ago when the Chiefs lost that game. So, you know, they're in the Super Bowl because of Chris Jones and obviously Frank Clark and a few others. But, and it goes both ways. But they don't win that particular down, that matchup, and and what you know, and, and how it clinched it for the Chiefs if he's not on that field. So, at the end of the day. If you you know if you if you're gonna be that arrogant enough to say well I got to see it one more time, I don't believe that. I don't, one I don't believe it will happen because they did, they said the same thing about Tyron Matthews, and you know he ended up on a whole other team as a free agent. So I hear a lot of people saying you know like he's still staying in shape. We shouldn't be worried about him not being in shape. But I'm concerned from like a morale perspective, from a locker room perspective. How concerned are you about him holding out this long? from a morale perspective, and then also how concerned are you that he won't be ready to play come time? I think he'll be ready to play. This that It's just my opinion. I think he just doesn't want to be in training camp. Um, you know, I kind of get to just Travis Kelsey doing all that fighting and stuff. He don't want to be in training camp either, but, you know, he's on the contract and he wants to be there, you know, and he's already – and and see, I, I could go to a deal about Mahomes' contract and Travis Kelsey, whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't – 
I don't think it's anything about morale because I think what it is is that you get a chance. Look, you know when Chris Jones shows up, he's going to start, he's going to play. But as long as he's not there, it gives other players a chance to step up and have an opportunity to show what you can do on film in his absence. Now, it, you know, and look, Brett Veach is someone who's pretty good at scouting as well. So if you see, you know, if whoever I'm looking at the, you know, the lineup here, you know, Daniel Wise, uh, you know, some of these other players that, that's on the second and third string, that's an opportunity for them to step up and to show what you can do when the opportunity presents itself. The Chiefs have always said over the years, and this basically came from Eric Bieniemy, that they coach their backups to be starters. So if Chris Jones is not going to be here throughout preseason, well, you got a chance to show what you can do. Now, when he comes back, you might not make the team, but what you put on film, another team might want to, you know, might bring you on board if the Chiefs get rid of you. So I just think that this is a good audition for other players while Chris Jones is not is not there. And 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 one thing to keep in mind, he was not going. He wasn't going to play a whole lot in preseason anyway. So, you know, he he probably play mm. if, if the starters play this weekend, they'll probably play you know one or two drives, and then they're and then they're on the sideline. So, it's not much preseason game action that he was going to see, regardless of whether or not he was holding out. Yeah, I just saw that comment about his age and replying with a smiley face. I didn't see that one. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Man, Chris, Chris is. Uh, I think once you get him in the building, all that stuff go out the window. You know what I'm saying? And I think when he get in the building, he gonna come to play. He, he doesn't look like the guy that is slack, and and he know what we trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So I and think he knows. How, and if he want to get paid from somebody else, you got to show up. So he got to keep playing. You know what I'm saying? So, and one of the things, country, that he's he talked about for the last year, he's always wanted to win defensive player of the year. Well, you can't win it if you ain't playing. Uh-huh. And I think he was runner up or third, uh, you know, uh, for defense player of the year. So, you know, obviously, we, we, we see what Michael Parsons is talking about, what he wants to do. So, I think this is a good opportunity, actually, the best years ever for Chris Jones, because if you want to show your value and obviously if you want to get paid and whether you get paid before the season or after. You come and you put up a DPOY, you know, year where you get named the defense player of the year. Chiefs ain't gonna have no choice but to pay you. If they don't, well, you know, that's another that's another show. I mean, did he do that last year though? Oh, you ain't got. I don't. Well, uh, you ain't got to convince me because I say, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl without his play. So, I mean, there was nothing to prove for me. Now, look, I'm also old school. My man's under contract, twenty million dollars. You know, show up and play. But I'm old school. But I get I, I look, but you know, like going to last year, he wants an extension. This is the way they do it. I don't agree with it, but you know, I, I ain't upset at him either. Look, I mean, I can see it from both sides at the end of the day. I mean, Chris Jones, I understand from his perspective, you know, asking for what he wants just based on the production and all that. And then I can see it from the Chiefs standpoint, like, you know, want to try to find ways to work around the cap. Like, you know, could you maybe do twenty eight or twenty nine million a year? I mean, you know, look, this? man, that's what I'm telling you. Look. Yeah. It's not Chris Jones' responsibility to figure out how to work that right. salary cap. That's right. Brett, that's what right. Brett Veachum get paid to do. His, mm-hmm. he, he is supposed to get paid to go on what you what, what we see him do out of, out there on the field. And the other thing, at the end of the day, the salary cap is is really just uh, a legal way for for the team to be money laundering because all they're doing is moving money down, you know, down the years. I mean, you know, down the exactly. road. So, I mean, it's like pay the man, figure all that other stuff out, you know, when it's time. Because everybody's talking about, well, they're not going to have money for players next year. 
Who cares? We, yeah, we worry about next year when next year get here. <laughs> Respect Yeah, because because Creed and Trey Smith, they're not going to be getting twenty million dollars. You know, saying next right. year, you know, because their their position just doesn't jump up that high. So, I mean, they've got money, and you know, people talk about could it be Lejarius Sneed last year? Could be, but you know, I mean, I will give the Chiefs credit for this. They have done well these last two three years with drafting players. And one of the things that I remember talking about on the Cleveland show is that what they do is they draft these players and just put them out there right away. I mean, that, so you're getting, you know, you're mixing them in with the veterans. We see like Pacheco. Look, I don't think Pacheco's going to see a second contract with the Chiefs. Let's just keep, I'm going to put that out there right now. He's going yeah. to get two, but he's a seventh round draft pick. And so, so, you know, they're getting, they got maximum value. For him, as a seven-round draft pick, helping yeah, as he had, helped the team win the Super Bowl. So by the time he gets to year four, uh, you know, and you know, if they don't if they don't work out a contract extension, they'll let some other team go out and pay him. So that's what they're doing. They're drafting these players, mixing them in with the veterans, allowing them, you know, saying so by the time they get into the real games, they, you know, get mix them in preseason, mix them in as we saw uh, uh, Watson do. In uh, uh, in the second game against against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers last year, he ran you know he ran back interception, turned for a touchdown, helped the Chiefs win that game. So you're getting maximum value on rookie deals, you know, saying that you you know that you don't have to pay a whole lot of money for it. So after three, four, or five years, you can move on from it. The difference is watching for repeating. The difference though is, like you said, Chris Jones is a defensive player of the year candidate. Is it really gonna be that easy to replace him? We know Tyreek, uh, understandable. We know none of them was going to be Tyreek, but we knew with Pat there, Kelsey there, we knew it was going to be easier. With Chris Jones, it's a big void if you let him go, leadership-wise, talent-wise. I I agree. I agree with that. But there's always there's always a turnover from, from other teams each and every year. Perfect example, you know, you look at the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, Obviously, he look, he's going to be in the runner for defense player of the year, but he needed help on that defensive line. They went and got the they went and got the um, uh, the D line the D lineman from Minnesota, who the first half of the season had nine and a half sacks. He was he was going to be defensive mm-hmm. player of the year at the time. The uh, Darius Smith is the Darius Smith. Yeah, yeah. and so and so so now he's on there, and so you know so now you kind of you kind of pick up that uh, that that D line on there. So. Not to say that they can't move on from him because we saw that they were able to do it with Tyreek. It depends on – but here's the thing. If they were going to move on from him, it would have made sense to do it before the draft because you could have got exactly. some draft capital and you could have drafted, you know, Sam. His uh, replacement. Uh, a replacement, yeah, in the, you know, in early, early in the round versus the sixth round. So, again, I, I think it could just be, you know, chess moves b- between uh, Chris Jones and the organization. But if they do move on from him, I do believe that they, you know, there's a plan in place for that. How but, much, but, again, how but again, I will say this. Okay, you don't want to pay the man twenty some million dollars, but you but what's gonna happen is they're gonna try to use that money to pay for somebody else, somebody that's preferably that's younger coming off of their first contract. Which is fouled up because you know, the man helped you win two Super Bowls, get the three of them, perhaps even the fourth one now. So we'll see. And and by far your most your best defender and most consistent defender. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How, how much? And I want to ask. I want to ask the room. How much do you think? And uh, it's always business first. At the end of the day, it's always business. But how much do you think losing Frank Clark to Denver 
that's the, it feels like when Frank Clark went to Denver, everything just like started at the beginning again. And it was like all of a sudden Chris Jones wants $30 million instead of just wanting to be the second player under right under Aaron Donald. Like everything changed. The whole language, the whole scene looked different once Frank Clark went to Denver. Did How much did that hurt us? Or did – I mean, but him not having his contract in place, we weren't able to sign Frank. So is he well, sort of at fault for that too? No. Well, here's the thing. Frank. They wanted they wanted him to restructure his contract again, so they wanted him to take another pay cut. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, so it was you know I mean, remember he signed a five year deal. I think there was like a hundred some million dollars, and I think between well the sixty uh, well he had a lot of it that was fully guaranteed. Uh, and so once the once his guarantees ran out after year three, he was still on the contract, and mm-hmm. he was going to be a, a huge cap hit. So instead of him cutting and this cap hit, he took. You know, he restructured his deal. I think he got paid like between seven and nine million, but they wanted him to take another in which he had to kind of take the deal because of his, his off field issues. But when it came time for his last year, it was, you know, it was easier for them to just move on, even though they wanted him, they wanted him to stay, but they want to take another, another uh, discount. It's like, you know, no. Well, I mean, he only got five million from Denver. I'm saying like, did we could we could have did well? I mean, if Chris deal would have been done, we would have had the cash space to do that. No, 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 but but no, but Frank was already under contract. They I know, but we cut him, right? We cut him, right? Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, you save money, but I'm saying, but that, but he still has money on the on the books that you know, saying that's you know, for, for the dead, uh, dead cap hit, so he's still on the books, but that's man, I, I can't, I still haven't figured out how this damn salary stuff works, but yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah, man, I feel like, oh, I feel like Frank Clark, like he said in an interview, and I forget who it was, but he said, you know, I knew right away once the season was over that they weren't going to bring me back. Like, I knew that that wasn't going to work out and I wasn't going to be here next year. And then in the timeline of events, then you see Chris Jones saying, like, we want him back, we want him back. So for me, I think there was still, like, Chris kind of knew that they probably weren't going to bring him back. So I don't know that that really impacted him wanting, asking for more money so much. But don't you feel like it all kind of switched right after that, though? Didn't, didn't the energy, like, switch a little bit to y'all? Y'all didn't feel that? Maybe as a – I don't know. Maybe for me personally as a fan because you didn't expect it. Yeah, yeah. Like, as a fan, we all yeah. thought he was coming back. And then he goes to dinner, right. so it's like double gut punch. So maybe the energy shifted that way. But I don't know that Chris was completely oblivious to the fact that he was going to be gone, going. They talk all the time, so I mean, it's it's not like he didn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, a lot of people knew. I mean, you know, people knew that McColl and some of these other players weren't going to be here either. And you know, what's interesting, I know people kind of shit on McColl or whatever, but you know, the Chiefs didn't even offer him a contract, so a contract extension or anything like that. You know, I mean, granted, he didn't play in the Super Bowl, and maybe that has something to do with his availability. But you know, I mean, but really. You know that draft class of 2019. I can't. I, you know, I think it's only maybe one player to still hear from it. Yeah, and like you know, um, and Chris, like we saw that Frank Clark signed with Denver. You know, he congratulated him and stuff, but then he was like, "Dang, uh, why he had to go to Denver though?" But same time, you still support his brother. But I don't think the energy changed that much personally when that happened. That that's just me. <laughs> Man, I, I ain't I ain't never hear about thirty million dollars till Frank Clark went to Denver. That's all I'm gonna say. I, 
I think I don't think it was the Frank Clark thing. I think just the longer you wait and the more that you are negotiating, you start leaking stuff through the media when you're not getting what you want. So now right. you, you thought he was going to take that deal. Now all of a sudden he wants to be the highest paid. And yeah. it's, it, I think it's on both sides too. I think yeah, yeah. Chris Jones's agent is leaking stuff and I think the Chiefs are leaking stuff. So I think it's they just negotiating through the media. That's what they do. So I don't think it was more Frank Clark. Because all the fans was like, we just waiting for Quentin Williams to get done. That'll show us where we at. That'll show us where we need to be. And then all we have to do is just go over that one, and then we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for it to stretch out to as long as it has, it's like, what's going on? Like, why did the energy switch? You know what I'm saying? Like, he should have been signed the next day after Quentin Williams was done. I got a question for the room. Country, my fault. No, you good. Which one do y'all think is more realistic? The Chiefs lowballing somebody or Chris Jones trying to be the highest paid player? <laughs> that's tough. I think it's the Chiefs lowballing. It is definitely the Chiefs. Just basically what history has told us in the last few years. Like okay. we, you know, we let go of Tyreek because we didn't want to give him what he was asking for. We couldn't come up with a deal for Orlando Brown and we let him go. So I think what history's told us is that we like to, that Brett Beach has a line and he won't cross it. I don't know if that's the case with Chris Jones. They might be closer than we think. They may not be closer, but history's telling us that maybe they're lowballing. That's, that's, I mean, history, yeah, history shows it. I just feel like, you know, Chris Jones, I mean, it's a little different because, like, he's the he's the captain of the defense. Like, with Tyreek Hill, I mean, you, you can get away with that because, I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes and you got Travis Kelsey. I mean, two guys that's going to make the entire offensive group better. You know, Chris Jones, he's, like, the anchor of that defense. And it's, like, without him, like, who else is going to step up? Who are you going to depend on next? Uh, Nick Bolton, he's the new leader of the defense. Uh, Justin Reed, what, are you going to depend on the young Brian Cook? So, it's it's a little different. But I get it. Do you think I have a question? Sorry, country. No, do you ahead. think that Chris Jones, we know he'll probably he'll be on the team this year. Do you think that his play is affected at all by the loss of Frank Clark? No. Oh, uh, no. Nah. Not if he wants to get paid. Nah. Huh? You can't. No. Nah. Right. No, I don't mean like emotionally. I just think like on the field, I'm asking like without Frank Clark next to him on some of those downs, do you feel like it'll affect it or impact his play at all? Nah, because I mean, no. he, he opened it. He opened. He opens it up for everybody else anyway. You know, he mm-hmm. he, clo- he he closes up the gaps. Uh, if he's tough against the run. He takes on double teams. He can line them up on edge. Uh, you can do all kinds of stuff with Chris Jones. I mean, I don't think it's going. I don't think the loss of Frank Clark is going to affect Chris Jones. And then, and then you got a Minahu. Then you got a Minahu that helps Chris too. So to kind of frees Chris up a little bit I mean, too. So, so seven, we're not going to see him the first yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> right. He got a little suspension. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he, down the line that'll come. <laughs> but I, I agree with country. I think, uh, especially if we go get Dunlap or another veteran like we've been doing, I think we better at pass rusher this year than we was last year with Frank Clark. I mean, Frank Clark played good in the playoffs, but we can't forget all season he wasn't the same Frank Clark. So it wasn't like right. that right. was just because of Chris Jones or just because of Frank Clark. Chris Jones didn't show us he didn't did it with uh, Bob Sutton. He didn't did it with Spags. We know yeah, what Chris right. Jones is to me. He didn't. He didn't prove enough. I, I don't know what else he he got to do. So, no, I don't I think it's because of Frank Clark. Here's here's the here's the question that needs to be answered by Brett Veach, in in the front office. If Pat Mahomes is the king of your offense, Chris Jones has to be the man on the defense. Like he is 
the Pat Mahomes of the defense, and he needs to be paid as such, period, bottom line. Or do you just, as a fan, as a fan, we think, give him $32 million. Who cares? Just keep him there. But when does it become front of the jersey versus back of the jersey? You feel me? I would say, I would say, that if I can, I think at the end of the day, they feel like Patrick Mahomes. Yo, shout out Mahomes. to that. We need shout a, out. we need a sound effect. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. To appreciate that. There, but, no, but that no, was no, our you, very oh, yeah. first super chat. Oh, our very first super chat. Have me, have me, have me on more often, man. I bring you the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, no, I'm sorry. But going, going back to what I, what I was about to say is that, um, I mean, when, but this is a situation that. Hey, if Clark Hunt wants to pay, I mean, look, even though Clark Hunt says that Brett Veach is, you know, it, it, it's it's what Clark Hunt wants to pay. And if he feels that there's the number he's not going to go above, it's just not going to happen. And, I mean, man, we just get to a situation where, man, I don't know, man, I get, I, I get tired of trying to fight the fight for either the players or vice versa because I see it both ways. And, look, and, and I, I, I mean, I, I do see a scenario – where the Chiefs are willing to move on from because at the, at the end of the day, they feel like Patrick Mahomes is the one that is bringing butts and putting them in the seats. And, you know, but again, if you, but if you plan on trying to save money by not signing Chris Jones, where's that money going? Is it going back in the, in, into uh, uh, Clark Hunt's wallet? I mean, because you, I mean, you got the salary cap, you got to pay players and, and try to utilize the salary cap. But the thing is you don't have to spend the entire salary cap. That's the flip side of it. Cause new England, while Tom Brady was there, never utilized the entirety of the salary cap except for once. That was it. So but, where all that money is going, we don't know. So again, for me, I say pay the man. I think I think he's worthy of it, and, and he's done he's done what needs to be done. And to me, that's one of the biggest problems because, like we said, we Mahomes is not the top paid quarterback. Kelsey's not the top paid tight end. Like no, at some problem. point, you got to start paying these players. We can't. Keep saying no. We're not gonna pay everybody because Mahomes not getting paid. You got to pay somebody. Well, look, like, I, I'm a I'm a feel a certain kind of way if after you know Joe Burrow signs this contract extension, if they turn around and then announce that Patrick Mahomes is now the highest paid player, I'm a, I'm a feel a certain kind of way. Like, wait a second, man. I get it. He he's underpaid, and in you know Clark Hunt to his credit said he's probably always going to be underpaid. Um, you know, he's only he's only in year two of that 10 year deal that he signed. And so he specifically has said that he doesn't need the money because he's got the money. He's got other money. So he's fine with it. his thing is to be surrounding him with, with players. And again, he, he just said last week that, you know, the, the money's there to sign Chris Jones. Bring, you know, Chris Jones should so, be signed. So I was just about to say that, like, I mean, Patrick already made it clear that he left some money on the table just to get Chris Jones in there. I mean, he's, he stated that in the media. Like, Darren, you was there when Patrick Mahomes said all day. He said, look, I want to get Chris Jones up in camp as soon as possible. So I'm not really worried about my contract right now. Is is Are we at the point where it's just trolling on both sides? Yeah. I mean, this is real. Yeah. I, I mean, it's real, but I'm saying the – I Casey, I love you. Uh, all good things come to an end. Stay strong, carry on. The agent is tweeting smiley faces. Like, hey man, I man, I truly believe he just. What are we doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, are are we? Is what are we doing right now? He's at the airport. Why are you tweeting that? You are Instagramming that. Like, are you? Is it? 
playfulness, because we all know Chris is a playful guy. So, or is it a bit of trolling, a bit of poking at the fans to keep you keep my name alive, keep your name out there, keep me in the middle of the the conversation? Nobody's forgetting about me because every every couple of days I'm tweeting something or I'm doing something. Like, what are we yeah. doing right here? And That's and then awesome. we can all and he'll Chris Jones like. He'll end up signing by the end of the episode. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see that happening. I, hope so. I, can, I can see it all happening. You know what I'm saying? Like DJ Scratch. The part, yes. Subliminal messages. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's necessarily point, that. Doing? I don't think it's necessarily that, but this is just a serious moment. He just tweeting through it. He's just a, a, a regular guy. It's just his hey. contract is being negotiated through the media. So he's using that. To help his side while he's negotiating too, he's gonna get in my heart. He's gonna get a contract. It's not gonna be thirty. It's gonna look like thirty. You could get to thirty. It's gonna be some incentives and some escalators in there. It'll probably end up over thirty. Funny math. It's gonna be that. Funny yeah, math. it's gonna be. It's gonna look crazy. You know how it is when a contract gets signed. The first hour, all the fans are going to be like, oh, my God. What yeah, we do? Hey, oh. And I'm then when you look at the contract, it's going to be like, oh, okay. Well, see, hold on. Now, it depends because you got to remember, Chiefs fans were like, well, why would they pay Orlando Brown $130, $639 million? But how much they Orlando pay? Brown, though. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is. When they gave when they when they put that out there, it was for six years, 130, 639 million dollars, but only two years was 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 guaranteed, and it was like 30 something. So I'm gonna just I'm a, so so again, you just get you know, you got this big ass number making it seem like I'm I'm gonna get paid 140 million dollars, and I'm not. I'm only gonna get paid my signing bonus in the first two years, and then the Chiefs can get out of it after year number three. I mean, you know, so you know, I can see a scenario where the Chiefs try some dumb shit like that, but you know, but Chris Jones ain't falling for it. I, I think, man, I think the Chiefs are seeing, even though Charles is suspended the first six games, I think they're seeing improvement from George. I think they like what they're seeing from Felix. Uh, I think Mike Dennis, he needs to put it together. But I think they see the talent. But when you add Chris Jones into that, I think they we got the basis for being a special defense. It's not really a weak spot in the entire defense. If you just add Chris Jones, well, you add Chris on. Jones tomorrow, the D line looks way better. The linebackers already look solid, from what mm-hmm. we can tell. The secondary, I know Boogie think they're young, but they've been thrown in the fire, and there's a lot of talent out there. And then you got Nick Jones, who comes out of, we don't know where Nick Jones came from. So, I think you add Chris Jones to that missing piece, and you got a special defense, man. Yeah, but but keep keep one thing in mind. The Chiefs won won the Super Bowls with quote unquote average defense. So it's not it's not like adding Chris Jones is you know, you're gonna get a top five, top ten, you know, Baltimore Raven type defense to go along with this offense. The key to no. so so I'm saying something he adds something to this defense, but we still gotta kind of keep look look, you take Aaron Donald away from the Rams defense, we see what, you know, we see what that is. So, uh, so, but now we literally have to see what Chris Jones is going to be like away from this defense to maybe have a greater appreciation for what, you know, for what he brings to this team. 
That's dangerous, though. I don't, no, no, I don't... no, 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 no. I get. On. I'm saying. I'm saying that's that's the flip side of of what of what this holdout could you know can mean if it drags on into the season. Yeah. Because he may he may want to you know he may want to try to play a game a game a game of chance like that. Okay. I wouldn't, but okay. Uh, last thing, and then we can move on from Chris. Um, the Justin Houston thing of when Justin Houston was negotiating and Eric Berry was negotiating. And it got ugly, and Clark Hunt had to come in at the last minute and wrap the whole thing up together and save it. And now everybody wants Justin Houston back, but Justin Houston ain't messing with the Chiefs. He you already signed somewhere. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't want it to become that type of situation where, uh oh, Clark got to come up off the bench and save this entire situation because it's deteriorated between the GM and, and our star player. Well, he's like the one holding it back, though, right? Of course, he did the bad deal. I mean, well, look, man. Technically, again, Chris is under contract, so right. I mean, so Brett Red Veach don't have to do anything. You know, saying so if he decides not to play, that's him giving. He's going to be giving back money, and he's still going to be. And, and and the problem is, is that if he doesn't play at all this year, his contract still rolls over next year. So he he'll still be under under contract for not playing at all. So I mean. He has so, and he's not doing himself any favors for getting a contract next year either. So yeah, right, right, right. So yes. Okay, I just, I'm I'm talking about. I didn't want Veach and Chris Jones' relationship to be. I'm here, but man, this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't want it to become hey, man, that kind all, of situation. This is all at the end of the day. Brett Veach worked for Clark Hunt, and Fact. so and so. This is business, uh, and and you know once you put your feelings into it, Chiefs fans, anything else, that's where you you know that's where you start. That's where you start getting disappointed. Yeah. So that being said, um, you know, before we go ahead and move on, uh, I just want to reiterate that you know Quentin Williams he he got the second highest per year at twenty four million. And I know he signed it was forty seven point eight million. So I mean, that's those are two avenues that you're looking at right now. I mean, I know Aaron Donald's the main guy at 31.6 M's uh, per year, 46.5 guaranteed at signing. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, man. Uh, and I but, and I will say this: if he if he does get a short term, long term deal, it would be added on. So he would, he would technically be under contract at least get three fully guaranteed years this upcoming season because he's going to get paid if he plays the 20 million, and then you know whatever contract he signs. You know, if it's two or three years that have quote unquote fully guaranteed, he'll at least be here, but three, three, four more years before they can get out of that, get out of his contract. If they sign to Man, can Come I on, ask God a dumb question though? Sure. Is is it is it kind of <laughs> cool that is it is it kind of cool as Chiefs fans that this is the only thing we have to worry about? No. Uh, Okay. <laughs> That's kind of a big thing. Oh, this is, I mean, yeah, this is a big thing. thing. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not a chief fan, first and foremost. So we would so let, let's Okay, go. yeah, yeah. You wanted to sign Watson in the draft. No, nah, well, yeah. We, we, we went, we went on, through. You did want to shine Watson. Hold on, hold on. I don't deny that. I don't. So what? I told, I told his daddy that. So everybody thought he was going to be here. But what I'm saying is, when you say Chiefs fan, I gotta, you know, I gotta just put. Okay, so we're all media members. Can we say that? I don't. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. Okay, so so the four of us and then him. Okay, so like no, no. What I'm saying is, you're not worried about. You're not like man. Chris Jones and dang, these linebackers. 
or Chris Jones and oh my God, our second our safety suck. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the only thing I'm worried about is signing Chris Jones. I, I'm not worried about anything else. You feel what I'm saying? I, Am I, sure? I have like a slight slight concern about left tackle, but that's I mean. This is like right. the Chris Jones thing. Right. There's many yeah. people that have yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Like, well, a little thing on the other side of the ball. But speaking, yeah. of, speaking of that, though, Kylie, I haven't heard anything about him. And for offensive linemen, that's a great thing. If we was hearing Donovan Smith, oh, God, Donovan Smith, like, I would be a concerned. People, a lot of people, including the players, man, I mean, they think this is the best – offensive line that he's had that Mahomes has had since he's been here. So that's saying a lot. And so, uh, you know, but now, I, I, man, I, yeah, so that, that's, I'm it, with that. it's very significant, David. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, to me, this is bigger than, I mean, the Bengals got Burrow hurt, but I'm looking at any other team, Buffalo, Chris Jones missing time would be bigger than any other story to me. Are you mm. about, are you of any year? contender. Yeah. Nah, Burrow got himself hurt. That, that wasn't. No, no, I'm uh, saying he's hurt. So that's a, a, a big deal for the Bengals. At least uh, they thinking like, okay, Joe Burrow's going to start the year. He might miss a couple games. But if Chris Jones, that's a big deal, man. If he don't play. Let the record show it, that was not Orlando Brown's fault because I know people like to hate on Orlando Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even his side, man. So I'm, just, I'm just saying, right, you know, folks right. try to find a way to head on. But, but, but going back to one of the points that I think one of you all made a few months ago about Chris being absent is that, again, Chris doesn't make a spags, you know, the, the chief defense is based off of spags of scheme. And so, you know, it's, it's so we got to see what these players who are backing, who are backing up Chris or who replaced them at the moment, see how they perform in, in that system. And the fact that you had all those players last year come in, you know, come in that are new to a system that excelled in it. And now they got, you know, the year underneath their belt on it. Now, I think the defense side of football is going, I, I think, I think Chiefs are going to be fine. I just really just hope that, People just calm down, take a breather. You know, said this is again, this is all business, and I, I think everything gets done with Chris Jones before the season starts. I really, I really think he just don't want to be a training camp. Yeah, some people <laughs> yeah. said that. Some people have said that. So he's getting to the age where he can skip training camp. I mean, shit. Travis Chris Jones, Chris Jones has earned skipping St. Joe. Trust me, I've been skipping St. Joe. I, I know the first. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not skipping St. Joe for 800k though. I the man's already made over 70 million dollars, so dropping the bucket. I mean, I ain't losing money too, but he got that, you know. Look, look, I ain't losing gambling, I ain't losing money gambling, but but if I but if I got 80 million dollars. Hey man, trust me. I'm gonna be. Hey, if I was losing fifty thousand this day, I'd have been there with quarterbacks and rookies reported. I'm yeah, I'm here now. Don't find me. I'm here. Hold on. Trust me. My advice would have been to hold in. I'd have came to camp and just been sitting on the sideline. You know, I'm, yeah, I'd have been sitting. I would have been sitting up for tackling dummies when I got. Yeah. You know, trust me. I, I don't mind gambling and losing the money, but I'm not just going to give it away. Yeah. You know, right there, you would have been there sitting on the sideline uh, doing bicep curls with the folding chair. Man, I'd have been, <laughs> I'd have been swinging it and thinking I'm on drum line. Like, you know, I'd have been doing all that. Oh, I'd have, oh, right. I'd have been ready for, I'd have been ready for somebody. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to another segment. So, I, I know I you haven't been at St. Joe every day, Darren, but you have been there a few times. Um, peeping, peeping what's been going on. So, like, who are some of the standouts uh, from your perspective at camp so far from what you've seen in person? 
But I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, the the biggest thing, and I I know we've been on on some spaces that I've said that I've always been looking at the second year players and some of the rookie players just to, on the defense side of football because that's where, you know, for me, it's going it's going to be key. You know, and as Spag said this past week, which I'm glad he did, is that what they're going to be looking at, you know, coming out of this game is tackling. You know, I mean, there's been some preseason games over the last few years where you'd be like. Damn, you know, what are y'all doing in the same job? I mean, ain't he supposed to have the hardest training camp? But y'all can't tackle worth the shit. So, you know, so I mean, so this is gonna be it. So for me, that's what I look at. I just look at the little things, the footwork, whether or not uh, you know, how the how the the first strings, uh, offense, defensive line, how they're how they're going at it with each other, and then obviously some of the defensive battles and, and just seeing again, because they've done it and they've had success with it. How how are the rookies and and new players mixing in with the veterans when they get the opportunity to run with Mahomes and and Kelsey and and uh, and on the defensive side of football with Justin and them? And so, for me, it's just seeing how much of the playbook that they're able to learn and that they're utilizing, showing up showing up on the field. Because then they you got to transfer that from the practice field to the game field this weekend. Is there somebody on defense who you feel has made the biggest leap? Just for your own personal opinion, not what everyone else is saying. Mm, I'd say, looking at this, I mean, I'd say, nah, not for real. I mean, because I think, I think for the expectations of what I expect. Again, I'm not expecting much from the quote unquote rookies. I'm I'm looking more so at the second year players and, and what they're able to do and spag the system. Because one of the things, you know, everybody talks about how complicated his deal, deal is. And and so for me, okay, you, you were able to make these mistakes in year one. How are you not making the same mistakes, you know, going into year two? Because it's back because look, man, I, I've always you know, I think I think Juan Thornton was the first rookie to start in in, in a SPAC's defensive system and so for him to be able to do what he did and you know and, and improve on it you see you saw last year Trent McDuffie was thrown in even though he got you know got hurt the first game uh Brian Cook Justin Reed coming from Houston even though he was a veteran uh Carl Optus getting a lot getting a lot of snaps you know we were we were expecting a lot from these players and now you know Chris Jones might be absent so you're going to be expecting more for these players to step up and kind of fill in the little gaps and holes so for me again because of Chris Jones's absence I think it's more pressure on the defense, which which is what I'm going to be looking for. So more so this weekend, just to see what they're going to do and how the defense. And look, and Nick Bowden has said that they want to be a top ten defense. The only way you're going to be top ten is you got to go out there, you got to be able to stop the run and and, and break up a lot of passes and stuff. So for me, Mahomes and Alvin, they're going to do what they're going to do because they're going to score. But I want to see what the defense is going to do to keep the other team from going back and forth, scoring as many points. I don't want to see a 2018 defense ever again you know, as long as Mahomes is the starter. And so for me, I focus more so on the defense side of football because I want to, you know, and I see somebody, Jalen Watson, he's someone that has been doing well, but that is someone who, uh, but on the defense side of football, that's what I'm looking more so for early on in preseason and throughout the uh, throughout the regular season. You want to know what I like, Darren? I like yes, what Spag said um, at his press conference the other day. Like, I've been a Brian Cook guy ever since he got drafted here. I mean, I've been on the Brian Cook bandwagon. You know, um, he's a guy that's not afraid to hit somebody, lay somebody out, let them know, hey, you better you better watch him. You can come across that middle. You better think twice. So, I like he said that he's challenging him to be more of the quarterback on the defense. So, 
Well, and he, and, he, and, and, and he also said that he's going to be calling plays as well. He's going to be like that quarterback in the defensive backfield. Right. Even though Nick Bowden is going to be calling the plays, he's also right. going to be calling plays as well. So that's a lot of responsibility. And that's something that obviously that shows the type of growth that he's mm-hmm. had, uh, you know, saying for his facts to put that on him and not Justin Reed. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how he's going to take on that challenge. Speaking of speaking of uh speaking of Kylie's favorite player, are we sleeping on him a little bit? <laughs> Justin Reed. Justin Reed. Oh, no. We haven't been talking about. It. I think is he going to look more comfortable um in the second year? Is he oh, going to yeah. look like he looked in the Raiders game? Because that's the best he. That's the most comfortable that he looked on the field. The playoffs in that that Raiders game in the playoffs is the oh, most comfortable he ever looked on the field. When we talked to him this week, I mean, that's one of the things that he said, because I asked him that question, you know, how does he feel going into year two? And, uh, I mean, he, he straight out said that, you know, this not to say that it's easier, but he's obviously not making the same mistakes that he would have in week number one. Now, he, he said that he's picked up 10 pounds of muscle from the offseason. So, I, you know, I'm looking for the Justin Reed that was knocking people's block off in Houston. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. If he because again, you if you want to be a top ten defense, you need to be able to impose some physicality on it. So yeah, uh, so that's what I'm looking for. And 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 I think that we're going to get that. So I don't think nobody's sleeping on Justin Reed at all. Yeah, and I think he mentioned we how- need that too, especially with the absence of Sneed. He just brings Sneed brings a lot of physicality. So I feel like we yeah. definitely need someone else to step up and take that role on. And, Go and ahead. Like, sorry, Chuck. And Justin Reed mentioned how he had like he's had like four different defensive coordinators in five years being in the league, and he had to learn like a new system over and over and over again. And he mentioned how he finally has some consistency to where where he be in the system for a minute, and he'll get more comfortable. And then I think you're gonna see more production out of Justin Reed, just him just having comfort in Spag's system mm-hmm. now. Like you ain't gotta worry about changes. Chuck, hold on, hold on. No, Are you saying we should have played Chad Henney? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> Kylie, I'm confused. Is he saying that by letting Chad Henney go? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Hey, okay, DM, right. hey Sporting Voice, DM me back, bro. I'm, I'm going to send you that Super Bowl flag. <laughs> send me your address. I got you. <laughs> DM me, bro. I got you. But I'm Don't even worry about it. get one of those. Hey, but okay, around the room, like who, what, what? Not, not, a, not the typical player. What, what? Who's your under the radar guy? You looking at this week? I think I'm looking at Shamari Connor. I want to see what he looked like this week. Not, not the typical guy. Somebody under the under the radar guy. Who you got, Bud? Well, not the typical. I mean. I'm big on the receivers this year. So I, I want to see Rice early. Of course, Justin. I want to see what he gonna do. I'm looking at the receivers. They've been talking about Scott Moore. I feel like the media has been campaigning Scott Moore these last two weeks more than the whole time. Yeah. Us us three, we've been on this bandwagon driving and riding. But I feel like this last couple yeah, yeah. weeks, they've really been buying in on Scott Moore. And I, I want to see that. I know we won't see much in the first preseason, but I'm definitely looking at the receivers, man. You know, he, he brings up a good point. Uh, I'm looking more so at Ross, but the thing is, it's going to be hard for me to get an idea what Ross and Rice going to do because in the, during the season they're only going to be you know playing with Mahomes, and so if Mahomes is is, is going to be out 
you know, after one or two series, and, and it depends on how, how much they play. It's I'm not going to get a true a true sense of what they can do because they're going to be catching the ball from you know second and third string and fourth string quarterback. So I got to keep that in mind as well. I know, I know, Boogie. Yeah, uh, Jay Ford <laughs> for me mentioned uh the Nerd Prince. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, yeah. looking forward to see because I know Dave mentioned like they're not going to fair catch nothing. They're going to see what he's going to do uh, returning kicks. And I've been hearing some comparisons with Niall Davis and all that, except he may be a little smoother runner than him. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And uh, but another guy I want to see is Nico Remedio. Um, he may be, he may get picked up by another team once preseason's over with, but hopefully not. But I'm interested to see what he's going to do. And I'm sorry, Man, I'm, looking... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Kyle. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, I was going to say one other player, and just because we're talking about receivers, is Cornell Powell. I mean, we, mm. you know, the chief drafted him two or three years ago. Yep. Uh, he's been he's been on practice squad. Like, bro, you know, we, I mean, it's time for put up or shut up. Now, I don't I don't know if he makes a squad because of, you know, the depth that they have right now. But, you know, as, as a draft pick of the fifth rounder, I think that the Chiefs, when the Chiefs got him a couple of years ago, a few years ago, he needs to, you know, he needs to show why he should be on the team. So. And, and, you know, that was the one that me and country always bring up, that Lewis Riddick, somebody was leaking something to him to talk about Powell in the in the media and we never got to see it. So yeah. I, and, I would like to I'm see him do something. Look, you trying to get me blocked again. I ain't going for it, bro. Well, I ain't it, going. It, 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 you know, Ross and Ross and Powell were teammates. So you know what I'm saying? So I need mm. to see, you know, I need to see, I mean, we're hearing everything about uh Ross, but nothing really about Powell. And, and mm-hmm. Powell, you know, I mean Powell started on that team. So mm-hmm. He said he threw a pound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so 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 for me, that's someone else I want to see, you know, with this weekend when I'm down there. See what kind what of What about you, Miss Miss Winfrey? Uh you guys have all named offense, but I'm personally looking a little bit more towards defense. Um, I'm looking, you know, as you guys mentioned, we've lost a little bit of depth with our edge rushers. So I'm gonna be looking at FAU. I'm gonna be looking at BJ Thompson just to kind of see like what they're gonna bring, what kind of depth we might have, what kind of speed is BJ Thompson gonna bring. Um I think it's going to be really interesting, especially if Chris Jones isn't out there, what kind of um, where they put these guys. And if we see anybody move inside like BJ or anything. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see the defense. I'm looking more towards that. Uh, that's a good name. BJ Thompson. Uh, can I can I co-sign that and add Coburn on there with you too, Kylie? Can I ride with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he's a, another, another name. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, Drew, yeah. Cool. that's a good name. I wonder name. how much we use. Yeah, I'm just going to say that, Chuck. I wonder how much we use Drew, Drew in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He'd probably yeah. be more yeah. regular season when you pull him out. What you got? What you got? Defense? What two C two series for the starters? Yeah, it's uh, even yeah. that. Yes, if that that might be. If, yeah, if, we'll, that, we'll if, if, if the offense goes down and scores, they're done for the day. Yeah. That's done for the day. So I, I expect to see a lot of uh, Blaine Gabbert. Leo Chanel is a good name. Yeah, definitely Leo. Because I mean, I'm hearing rumors about Leo lining up at edge in certain packages. Yep. So what up, Clarence? Mister C, they're gonna use him. But you oh, do, Mike, hey, Mike Edwards is a good mind. name too. I yes, like but, Mike Edwards. But keep this in mind: the starters, you really not. And the reason I say you're not gonna see much of them because a. They don't do final cuts until after the third after the third game. So, so mm-hmm. you've got to play all these all these other players who are either trying to make the team or at least trying to get you know maybe decide who you're going to put on the practice squad or cut and try to sign back or whatever or maybe try to you know 
you know, trade them, uh, trade them to somebody because, you know, so I don't, I don't see scenario where you, where you see a lot of these starters playing throughout preseason. It just doesn't make sense because you yeah. want to make sure that they're healthy for the start of, uh, for the start of regular season. Yeah, I was, I was tripping. Relax, man. I was tripping. Anyway, I got an earthquake in this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Damn, you could have kept your mouth shut. But nah, <laughs> no, we all seen it. Bro. Damn, this act like it didn't happen, man. Golly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I found, I'm sorry. Asshole. Nah, but uh. <laughs> Damn. Nah, but I think I think we're seen already. Uh, Nick Jones. Nick Jones has been a popular yeah. thing that's been going on in training camp. So, um, let's see how he's gonna do against. Uh, a wide receiver, whoever he's going to line up against and whatever side he's going to play on. So uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. If he even gets an opportunity, like a, a gets, gets like a target thrown at or just whatever. I mean, I would rather like see how his footwork is and, you know, how he uh, reacts to certain plays. So <laughs> One more hey, player. Listen, I might be hungry, man. I might oh, be. God. <laughs> One more player that I want to look at is Matt Bushman. Because I'm yeah. starting to wonder, yeah. will he put somebody's job? Will he uh, challenge somebody for a position now? Jody hey, Force been getting hurt. Blake Bell. <laughs> you guys know I like to look at Jody, but he might be in trouble. Oh, Rich, Rich yeah. is it wasn't just me that's thinking like that, Callie. Okay. All right. Because I'm a realist. I'm a realist. He's a lot. He's got some injuries. Because oh, low-key, Matt Bushman was about to push Jody off the team last year, so he got hurt. True. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, let me ask him about that real quick. I love Jody, man. We Jody, we all rooting for He's a, This is a PSA. Jody, we are all rooting for you, bro. But you got to stay healthy, fam. You can't – no more shoulder injuries, no more tears, no more sprains. You got to get on the field and produce, bro. I'm, we, hey, you got to get on the – you got to get on the field. I'm like, good fellas. What, Darren? Good fellas. You got to go home. You got to go home. <laughs> you got to stay I healthy. I ain't saying that. We love you, Jody. I might have to run oh, okay, into the barbershop, so. <laughs> Are you done? You done, bro? I'm good. Right, I'm sorry. I had to do thank a PSA. My bad. Thank you. All right. So, Darren, let me ask you this, man. So, uh, do you see do you see Jody really being on the bubble? Is there a chance that he could be a surprise cut? Because I've been saying that. I've been saying that for a minute now that he could be possibly be a surprise cut just because of the injuries, and we ain't seen much mm-hmm. of him or seen enough of him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just yes. Hey, yes. No, no, hey, I'm with that because yes. he, might, he might come back and see the video, and I got to see him at the barbershop. Darren, let me, Darren, let me piggyback on that. Do you think keeping Justin Ross with how his body type is? Do you think that will play a factor in getting rid of Jody Forson also, or you think it will be more Bushman and just staying healthy? Uh, I think it would be more the latter because look, I mean, you got to remember Jody came in as a wide receiver too. So, I mean, you know, Jody, to me, Jody is valuable. It's it's the Uh health part that becomes an issue because Mm -hmm. even though they have four tight ends, I mean, you can still line them up. And I think he might've lined up one or two times on on the outside to where you could throw him, you know, throw him a a nice fade and he can just shit. He's six, six, you know, he can jump over and just extend himself up uh, over everyone and, and get a touchdown, you know, my issue with, with, with forcing is I think he's, you know, I think he likes social media more than, you know, more than playing sometimes. But, you know, mm-hmm. 
But oh. I, I like I like Jody. I like Jody. You know, we all love Jody. We all all right. We are all. Yeah, rooting. I just I'm just saying. I, I just I just see the man. I just see the man on Facebook and Instagram posting his t-shirts, <laughs> tattoos and stuff. Like, bro, you know. We all rooting for Jody. Yeah, he keep posting, but you know, I mean, I, I just need my man out there on the field. Okay, thirst traps up. You would say that, Carly. I know, <laughs> no. but I'm. Uh, I know. Oh, yeah, and, 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 for, and for the record, I never had him in a parlay to where you know saying I need him on the field. I just, <laughs> I just want the man on the field just because you know, he's an additional weapon for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, for sure. Besides, besides staying healthy, what what are we all looking for? What is one thing you're looking for out of this preseason game? Tackling, just like back there. For me, defensively, just tackling. You know, just because. As Bag said, shit, if they can't tackle, they got to go back to the very beginning when they get back to camp on Tuesday. Mm. Okay. Anybody else got anything else? Stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. That's, yeah. A That's a given. Healthy is a, yeah. a given. Yeah, health. Obviously, you obviously want these guys to be healthy. Um, well, Darren, I know, I know you're going to, I know you're traveling to New Orleans to, you know, cover this game yes, sir. and do like the cheat sheet and all the other good stuff that you do down there. You know, shout out to you and Steve on that. Okay, so um, you pretty much covered the league. So I'm gonna ask you about the Saints. Um, what are some of the What are some of the things that you see that you see good from the Saints, or what are some of the things that could be a downfall for them this season? Uh, one, the good thing I see is their defense. You know, they signed Cam Jordan to that contract extension. I think they're defensively they were good last year. I think they're going to be better this year. Um, Tyron Matthew and some of those other players got a year underneath their system. Uh, and uh, got a got a year underneath in that system down there. Uh, of course, uh, the head coach was the defensive coordinator, so you know. So I, I think they're going to be even better. I do believe that having Derek Carr as a quarterback, they got they got somebody, you know, who knows how to play, plays at a high level. I think Jameis Winston, even though he's the backup there, I think he'll he'll still be good if if needed be. But I, I think offensively is going to is going to be dependent upon the health of uh, Michael Thomas. If, if he if he's healthy and can be the Michael Thomas that we knew prior to his injury, you know, the Saints will be a playoff team because I think they can win that division. Yeah, uh, that offense can definitely be something special. You know, Michael Thomas gets back to health. Uh, the one thing, one thing I'm concerned about with the Saints is, even though they got all this talent, man, is Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen has yet to have a winning season as a head coach. Like, he's been a good defensive coordinator. A solid defense coordinator, but him as a head coach, it hasn't gone well. You know, this day back to his time with the Raiders. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but you go from Sean Payton with you know with um, Drew Brees to what what he had last year. I mean, he you know they didn't really have a good team last year. And again, he had some injuries. And Chris Olave, and I'm sorry, I forgot about him. He's mm-hmm. going you know, he's going to be much better year two in the system as well. So you put those two together. They were fortunate enough to only be without Alvin Kamara for the first three games of the season, so I think they can they can weather that storm. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I didn't see that, but yeah, I think they can weather that storm. But I I do trust Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not going to make the mistakes that the quarterback that they you know that was playing last year did. So, I, I mean, look, if they you know if they can withstand injuries, I think the combination of with Carr Kamara. Thomas Olave, you know, I forgot who the tight end is. I think they brought, I think they brought uh, the Jawan, Jawan Johnson, uh, Taysom right. Yes, they brought Jimmy Cram back. For yeah, they brought, so I mean, so I think 
Yeah, I think offensively, I think I think they'll be I think they'll be good. And defensively, I think you know, look, they were already good to begin with. They just didn't have the offense to go with. I think this time now it's going to be more balanced. So I, I I like New Orleans a lot this year, especially to win that division. Yeah, that defense definitely looks strong. Then, like you know, Colin. I mean, what I'm seeing, they got him starting. That's what I'm seeing right now. I don't know if that's official yeah. or not, but I mean that's what I'm seeing here. And then uh, Pete Warner, like Pete Warner, he's an underrated guy. He's been he's always been solid, but he's a guy that's injury prone kind of. Uh, but then you know you still got Lattimore back there in the secondary. You mentioned Tyron, you got Marcus May and Alante Taylor. He's a guy to watch for because he was pretty solid last year uh, playing corner. So yeah, I mean they got they got bodies down. Of course you got championship folk down there and Colin and and and. Uh, uh, Tyron, so you know, they got, I mean, that adds to their defense, so they know what it takes to win. They got, they got dirty Dan, too. Not that don't don't forget, they let him go. They let him go, they let him go? yeah. Oh, we need, oh, I didn't oh, know that, yeah. Dan Summer's son. I was still trying to figure out how John the Abrams still getting jobs, though. Man, <laughs> that boy, Woo. I love, Sweet. I love when we played against him. I love when we played against him, dog, because that dude was always looking to hit somebody, man. His awareness was just so bad, dog. Man. It was just easy to Travis Kelsey loved him. Yeah. Didn't he get injured in his first game when he as a rookie when he out for the season? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Good guy. So, so well, let's talk. Are we going to talk about EB? Are we going to talk about EB? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get talk on about EB for Darren. Get out of here, please. Break it, break yeah, it down, Kylie. Hold on, hold on, man. Y'all kicking me off? So, I mean, I'm good. No, no. Oh, I just want to make sure yeah. we get this conversation before you got to go. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm break glad. it down, Kylie. How you feel about the situation? I mean, I think the commanders are kind of soft. I think it's uh, – Ain't no kind of. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't know if I need to get into the situation, but basically commanders, players, coaches are saying that EB's coming out a little strong, that the way he's coaching is a little too intense. He's a little more salty, not as much sweet, so or sour, not as much sweet. So um, personally, I feel like you've seen him come from a winning organization. You've seen a lot of really great players say really great things about him, and you've seen him have success with how he coaches. So I don't – I think they're just being soft personally, and I think that um, Rivera probably handled the situation poorly and how he kind of just aired their dirty laundry. Um, yeah, I, I just – I really hate that he – that EB's getting hate because I feel like he needs a really great, like, clean slate and a start that we can really prove himself, and this just doesn't feel like – we're not even out of training camp and they're already here and shit like this. So it's frustrating as a big EB supporter like myself, but I want to get your all's takes because this has kind of been bugging me. Why did Ron Rivera volunteer that information? That's the first question. Right. I don't get it. The conspiracy theorist in me is thinking that he knows that he's probably going to get fired this year if they're not successful. Now, the thing True is, that. now the thing is, you got a, you got a new ownership group that 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 is coming, and so you know one thing you know one thing new owners want to do they want to have their own coach, their own quarterback, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I could see a scenario where he feels like he feels threatened because you know if if he was to be fired, they think that Eric Bieniemy he thinks Eric Bieniemy might be the next man up. Well, I think he says what he says, and if if you, if you caught his comment. He talked about Jack Del Rio. Said Jack Del Rio being the head coach knows, you know, mm-hmm. how to adapt or whatever. Eric Bieniemy hasn't been in that situation. So if he were to get fired, he would want 
Jack Del Rio to be named, you know, saying the uh, in, in successor, yeah. yeah, versus versus Eric Bieniemy. That's what that's what I think, and and so I'll go ahead, Chuck. <laughs> no, nah, I just hold off the L because like that would be such a loser move. Oh yeah, Jack Del Rio instead. You know, but I but but I can see with Magic Johnson with his little four percent, you know, what I'm saying ownership. He, you know, he'll be the first to be like, no, we need to have Bieniemy be promoted because it looks better. But I. I'm with Kylie, you know, and I posted yes. I said, man, these are some soft ass players because one, you gonna run to the head coach and tattle. Hey, you grown ass man, and 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 the thing is, you know, and Rivera to me made himself look bad trying to make excuses for talking about the programs they came yep. from. Like, are you serious, dude? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and the head coach, I'd have been like, I mean, how did you play last year? This man's come from winning the second Super Bowl, and you questioning. I mean, obviously something worked, and you know you you, you got pussies like you know Shady McCoy, you know say it again, <laughs> say it again, you know, talking, you know, talking about you know when people say oh you know he, he you know he gets the best out of you and he don't he don't call no plays. Pussy, your ass was starting, and you and you got benched because you kept fumbling the football, and you upset because Andy Reid sided with 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 Eric Bieniemy versus you. I ain't tell you what I heard. I'll tell you what I know. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I mean, when you get that, he, I mean, he's really the only player out here talking, talking bad against the enemy about, about his coaching style. But the thing is, Mahomes, Tyreek, Jamal, all these players are talking about, you know, what he, what he does for you. But he, he, he will say the same thing. He's the same person. From player number one, Patrick Mahomes, all the way down to you know, saying player, player number fifty-three. And at the end of the day, like to say, at the end of the day, he's the same mean cuss as he as he is to to everyone else, and he's also the biggest cheerleader along with the biggest critic. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that literally, I know somebody posted a clip of uh, of um, uh, the one with uh, remember the Titans. With yeah, Denzel. remember the Titans. Yeah, but I mean, but but it's really like that. He wants mm-hmm. to demand perfection because that's what it's going to take to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, if he's if, if he's if he's pulling the first string offense out because they're not getting back to the ball fast enough, well, what the fuck you think that's going to do in the game? You're going to get a penalty for a delayed game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, to me, he's he's trying to coach errors and stuff out that you know because I think somebody has said that they you know saying that, that they hadn't you know been going this fast in practice before. Well, there's a reason for that. So if if, if you're practicing the way that he wants you to practice, you're going to play the same manner and and, and it's going to pay dividends for you in a real game. So that's how you don't and don't you want like a culture change or like something you need some change in there. So if the coaches prior to that weren't giving this and bringing this intensity, obviously you saw how well that worked for you. Like, don't you want someone new in here, fresh mind, like fresh eyes, someone who's going to give you. I don't and, know, fresh and, advice. And, and look, and look, I'll be honest. If, if I if I'm Josh Harris and, and all that went down, I'd be calling Ron Rivera to my office like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like, why are you trying to make me like either either they get their act together or they go? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't and, and look, I, I've seen on some of these shows, I think uh uh who was it, Greg Jenner and a few others talking about, you know, this is a new date. No, no, quit bitching up, quit being a pussy. You know what I'm saying? Take some tough love, tough culture, and get your ass in because otherwise you don't have to worry about winning the Super Bowl because your ass ain't gonna make it to the playoffs. Right. I mean, that's all. Here's the thing, Darren. Like, I'm sorry because we probably got kids watching, and so they. Probably- Darren, you good? It's, it's bedtime. It's bedtime. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They can sleep by now anyway. But Darren, I, but it's I, I, for I'll mature audiences only. Right. They got me messing and stuff. 
I'm with you on all this, man. Cause like when I saw that, I said, first of all, what Ron Rivera should have did is like tell his players, like, look, shut the hell up and do what he say. He's trying to make y'all better. Y'all haven't won a damn thing in I don't know how long. So y'all ain't won a Super Bowl since the nineties. You know what hey, I'm saying? Man, I, I'm not gonna lie. Now, this is just me. If I heard Rivera say that and, and, and I don't know whether or not they talked the, the same day or whatever, but that next day I'd have came in with both Super Bowl rings on. <laughs> you know, I could like if you got a ring, it could be no buy a prequel, but but of course they they played on him, so they know mm-hmm. what's up. But if you yeah. got a Super Bowl ring, you know what I'm saying, on this offensive side of football, then you put yourself out there and we do it your way. So you mm-hmm. feel me? So Facts. so like exactly it's, it's just crazy how Ron Rivera was telling me all this stuff afterward. And I saw Quinn say he slipped up. I'm like, look, Ron Rivera done slipped up one too many times in his coaching career. So I ain't trying he knew, to that He knew exactly up. what the hell he was doing. A- exactly. He know what he's doing, man. But. And, and he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree. So you would think he would he know, know better. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He played for the Chicago Bears. The motherfucker know. I mean, look, he's a fucking defensive player. Like, I mean, a coach yelling at you. What the fuck? <laughs> For real. For real. I mean, we all, I mean, we all got yelled. I mean, outside of college, I mean, either we, if we play ball in high school, we all got yelled at. What the fuck? It's I got yelled at so many times playing my sports, too. It is. It's part of it. And how are you supposed to improve if you're not getting, like, if you're not giving direction or insult to inch, Like, he, I, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm pissed yeah, got about me it, too. Russell, Darren got, I'm all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and I ain't gonna lie, I support Eric Bieniemy. You know, saying from the cradle to the grave, I want him to get his to get his chance as a head coach and as a head coach. You know, I I I you know I parroted that. I I did whatever I could trying to put his name out there and promote him. On you know, however I could while he was here, man. I'm and look, and and to his credit, Eb handled it yeah. as a professional perfectly oh, yeah, in the press conference. Yeah, so. He's showing he can be. He, <laughs> he's showing he can be a coach because he didn't. He didn't go crazy. Level. He handled it perfectly in the press conference. He's won at every level. He won a national championship at the starting running back for University of Colorado. He played. You know, he was a starting running back for the Chargers when they when they appeared in the Super Bowl against against the 49ers. I mean, in hell, he was the OC. You know, whether motherfuckers want to give him credit, just like they don't want to give Orlando Brown and some of these other players credit, motherfucker was the OC. For two Super Bowl championship teams, and they can't take whatever you want to say, you can't take that shit away from them. Big facts, man. I've been a strong opponent of Eric, Eric being me supporting myself, man. This proponent, is... man. Hold on, I, I ain't gonna let you just come mess up the English language. Strong proponent. You wasn't an opponent, or you were a proponent. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, I said it wrong. My fault. I, I messed with you. But you know, but, I but got you. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. No, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. I've been a, I've been an avid supporter of Eric Bambi, man, because I mean I, I like what he I like how he's improved the team. And like you saw the Chiefs former Chiefs players come out, man. You saw Gary Deer call out the Red, call out the Washington team soft. And you saw Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill coming out calling them soft. Mm-hmm. You saw Jamal Charles coming out saying, Look, yep. Willie Gay like called him players. soft too. You said who called him soft as well? Willie Gay yeah. called him soft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all kinds of Chiefs players, former current was calling themselves. I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I really wish that that we played the uh, Washington Commanders just so they could run the score, but then it wouldn't look good on the enemy. So I'm kind of glad we're not playing either. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Don't worry, we'll beat the Eagles for them. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they could they could beat. I mean, they've had no issues with the Eagles. I mean, they it seems like every year they always get one game on the Eagles, whether they bad or they decent. So. 
But anyway, but to be honest, look, outside of uh, hoping that my parlay slips, uh, you know, hit this season, man, I mean, I, I really want to see, you know, how well the Washington Commanders do because I'm I'm rooting for for Eric because the thing is is that he literally has carte blanche in that offense. So if they're putting their points, you know, Ryan Revere is not going to get the credit. That credit is going to go to Eric Bieniemy now. Whether or not that, you know, whether or not they transfers to a job, you know, remains to be seen. But the team's success is going to be based off of what he's able to do with that offense. If he wins ten games in Washington, he deserves a job. Period. Oh, easily. Without a Period. Doubt. If he wins ten games, Ron, Ron Rivera better have another heart attack or something and just call it quits. You know? <laughs> hey man, you can't say these. Jeez. You can't say that, man. Hey, man. Hey, 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 man. The man did my boy wrong the last couple of days, and then he called himself apologizing or clarifying himself by reading off a slip. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> hey, Darren, I'm going to take it a step further. With oh, the you... died. Hold on. I don't want the man to die. Now. Not, not, to, not oh. to die. <laughs> but you said you think it's a conspiracy. I think Ron Rivera wants to get fired now, and I'm going based off last year until now. Remember, he but forgot he that they got eliminated from the playoffs. Like, he's the head coach. <laughs> he didn't even know they could still make the playoffs. Like, that's not a coach that wants to be there. Then, I like thought he was going to quit. I thought he was going to quit, too. Actually. Then, like you said, the Dirty Mac and comments, it's like, what what is he really? I mean, because why why would he really air that out in the media like that? Like it it, it don't make sense. It, it seems like somebody that's know that the sink is about to ship. The ship is about to sink, and he's just trying to save itself. Because I, I, I don't disagree. But again, like I said, I think the conspiracy might be that he wants you know if he's to get fired, he'd rather have Jack Del Rio be the head coach versus Eric Bieniemy. That 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 was the hurting part right there. That he said that well, Jack's been a coach. He mm-hmm. he know better. Eric ain't never did this before. What the fuck I gotta do with anything? Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I don't mean that. yeah. He, he coach. He can coach. I I believe I no, but he might have a point. He he might be trying to walk himself out the door. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I'm leaving y'all with because I really didn't think he was gonna come back after last year anyway. He was sick. I, 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 don't, I don't I don't think he's gonna do that because I, I don't think he's built like that. Besides, well, because if he retires, he ain't gonna get that money. You get fired, it's different now. But you know, but but you if you get fired, you at least want to try to go out on the sword and try to you know win games before you know you just don't want to quit. So yeah, and, and you don't want to get fired just you know for saying something stupid. I think that you you know you rather get fired because you're losing games, but you don't want to get fired just you know before the season start. But them commander players that's complaining, no, that, that's definitely not a good look, though, man. No, it was one player that I heard come out and say that he think that'll benefit, and that's Antonio Gibson. And I'm yeah, drafting yeah. him on Shut fantasy. <laughs> I'm drafting him on fantasy. <laughs> hey, hey. How long did it take him to come out, though? One or two days? How long did it take him do, do think? Do you think Andy Reid called Ron and said, what, what was that, bro? What you doing? No, from – from from what Kimberly Martin said, that he he, he kind of knew he he fouled up that same day because he ended up going to uh, the enemy and apologizing and telling them that this that's not what I meant and that's not how it should have came out. So that's why the next day before reporters, he wasn't scared to talk to him. But the next day, he went out there, you know, with his little cue card or whatever to read read you know read what he meant to say off of his 
you know, to the reporters, which, again, that part is still kind of questionable as well. Yeah. So, Derek, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for tonight, Derek. Hey, man, appreciate you as always, man. You always have a home here on Kingdom Cast, bro. For sure. All you got to do is reach out to your boy, man. Nah, he he ain't got a home yet till he help us out with Gates. When he he, he do that introduction, we can talk. If you ain't look, if you able to sneak into the press box, I got you. You know, <laughs> if you can't sneak, into nah, the press we box, need that sponsorship. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, listen, I'm gonna try <laughs> to make that happen at some point. Uh, but one more thing, there before you go, man. Sure. Um, you already got the suit picked out, right? For um, for New Orleans, yeah, yeah, yeah. It got to be gold and purple. At least, say, get a little uh, no, no, give no. us a little preview. Give us a little preview, real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, 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 hold on. Let me say this. So, you better not have no bees on either. Hold on, hold on. You stupid. The new, <laughs> the new suit don't roll out until the first, of the, the first, the first game. So, what I do okay. for the preseason, I kind of bring a couple of suits back for the preseason okay. games before. So, okay. but I normally don't do this. But give me a second. So, oh lord, oh, he's, actually, he's actually gonna bring it out. He's about to go get the Malcolm X suit from the dance <laughs> <laughs> Hey, get your hand down my pocket, man. That brother's hungry. That brother is thirsty for knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's gonna mention like the colors, but I didn't think he's actually gonna bring it out. But okay, shoot, you get a little. Hey, and, 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 and while we got a moment, don't be tripping over wins and losses in the preseason, people. Don't don't right. bug out. It don't matter. Right. Right, it so, really doesn't matter. All right, so don't matter. Don't do this. But this Ooh, is, uh, here we go. This is what we. This is what we doing for the game. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, no time. We going You know, we gonna hit them with the blue, white, and we gonna hit them with the. You know, you know. I mean, just gotta hit them with a splash of red and stuff. So, yeah, this this is what we going with uh, for the game Sunday. Okay. All right. Good deal. All that right. That's nice. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. Thank you. Now I gotta yeah. That's it. good. Doggone. Gotta yeah, fix shout, my, my pocket square now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout out to Ty White, man. Ty White. Sure, sure is my guy. So. Yeah. I like oh, yeah. the attention to the finishing touches. You got the pocket square. You got what is that? A little pin up oh, come there. On, now. You got? Yeah, a little flyer, yeah, yeah. Now you know how we do. Uh, I yeah. Like it. He, he got that too. He, he liked the he liked the guest preacher at the revival. He preached yeah, on the yeah. last. Hey, call it what you want, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey. These, I'm not, let me just I stop. won't hold you long now, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me just I stop. won't hold you long. <laughs> dapper, dapper Darren. Dapper Darren. Once again, thank you, Darren. Shout out to Darren Smith, host of the ship. You can catch him on uh, the Red Hour uh, coming up this season. You can catch him uh, with the cheat sheet pregame. Uh, preseason game against the Saints. So catch them on there. It's on it's on Facebook Live, on Twitter Live, uh, YouTube Live, any platform you can find them on. So yeah, thank you all so much. Really, it's a lot of fun. So ha- have me back anytime. For yeah, sure, appreciate it. <laughs> right, right, before we get to the sponsors, can I say something? All right, go ahead, bro. Chiefs Twitter and Chiefs Kingdom. We heard what y'all said, and we officially suspended D Mac for six games. <laughs> We, we just want to make sure everything was cool. We're gonna make him serve his six game suspension. We're gonna we're gonna handle it in house. We sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah. Do we, do we even address? Do we even go into this or no? Shout no, out D Mac, no. man. Okay, okay. Shout out D-Mac, said no. Man. We don't the need queen, to go into the queen, it. it the queen, 
The queen has spoken. Look, we, we ride with First off vacation. Exactly. We ride with we ride with D Mac, so it don't matter. We shout out D Mac, man. He we always gonna man. ride with D Mac. We were you said, yo. So, man, I don't know what these people are on, man. It's just weird. So, but whatever, man. Um, he couldn't make it tonight. He had technical difficulties with his internet, but he'll be back. Uh, but yeah, let's go. Right. Ahead. Let's go and get to the Sunday, final. right? Let's get up out. Chuck. Yep. Yep. I'm going to announce that um, after we get to the sponsor real quick. Okay. So, um, what's that? I, didn't WWE have like a, a Summer Survivor Series? That just Summer, Slam, Summer Slam. Summer Slam. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was amazing. Great. Yeah, that just ended. All right, so yeah, twenty uh, percent off all WWE apparel today on that website. Uh, check it out. Hamid's uh, got this new uh, Team Essentials uh, line they got going on. It's like it's like a hoodie and sweat hoodie and um, golly hoodie and jogger combination that got going on. So all thirty two teams you got that going on. Uh, got your team still, <laughs> and then so you need your regular go to collection. So, don't copy some gear and pay homage. And homage don't come with something new. Seems like they're gonna come with something new every week. So, be on the lookout. Um, also, um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, talk to y'all about the fancy football deal. Uh, that's almost done. I'm gonna announce that either tomorrow or this weekend. Um, we're gonna do like another live draft. We're gonna be out um, at a live at a venue, whatever. I'm still locking up the venue, so we're gonna have that announced all soon. So, if anybody wants to get in. Um, you know, be, be first come, first serve. And if there's enough interest, uh, we'll probably run two leagues this hey, year. Hey, so, uh, there's that news. Um, other than that, man, um, anything else we got going on? Yo, we got football. Every yes. we got football. Yes. We got football back. Last Sunday, Sunday we're down the game. Hey, yeah, um, we got one. Hey, show up. Um, possibly if you're interested in doing the match tournament. Hit us up. Hit us up. Hit me, Charles, or hit the Kingdom Cast. You know, see who interested. But that might be a possibility. Hey, dog, shoot. Mhm. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, we're doing a post game show after the preseason game on Sunday with the Saints. So yeah, go catch us live. Get our live reactions to what we saw out there. So yeah. What time can we start drinking Sunday, Kyler? Uh oh. Eight. <laughs> you said eight. Hey, I heard it. Thank you. Sunday, you gotta have your mimosas, your red beer, whatever, your Bloody Mary. We start slow. Yeah. Okay. How how are we else? How else are we gonna prep for this Germany game? Like, we gotta be ready. Oh, Lord. We do. We do. That's gonna be. So, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out, Cobra Todd for the donation. Shout out, uh, what was his name? J J M E X or something like that. He was tweeting from the or he was chatting from the Twitch account. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Much love, man. We appreciate y'all. Sure. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Yep. And one last thing. Um, I'm trying to get Boogie to do some shows on Twitch, but he he tripping. Madden coming out, man. We're about to get it popping, man. It, right. That I'm gonna hold you to that, sir. Remember you said that it's on videotape. And one last thing, one last thing. Um, even after this, even after this episode goes off the air, um, you can also there's also an option called Super Thanks. So if you want to donate to the Super Thanks, uh, we'll take those as well. All everything that you guys donate is gonna is going towards the show to improve the show. So 
Uh, the show's gonna get better and better from here on out. We've been working hard behind the scenes, man. So, well, we got some stuff lined up, man. So, stay That's tuned. Hard. All right. With that being said, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share all your social media platforms. Till the next episode, we out of here, y'all. I'm Ruben Noche. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Kyle.